You're listening to the Blue Collar Bible Guy podcast, where we discuss how we live for Jesus in this vast work zone called life. So grab your boots and a good pair of gloves because it's time to punch in. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Bible Guy podcast. My name's Mike and I am the Blue Collar Bible Guy. It's good to be back after the new year started to get back um, in our discussion about putting on the full armor of God. There's been a lot of changes going on um, in my life since we last talked. Um, Everybody's still sick at our house, so that's continuously going around. Um, but I'm here to do the podcast. I've got a, uh, a glass of iced tea to help me along and my Bible and a few notes here and we'll, we'll get started. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned in the update, um, a few weeks ago is that there was a possible job change going on in my life. And that did happen this past week. I started a new position. Um, I went from being a driver at the company that I work for to now being, uh, an operations supervisor. Um, So I'll have some supervision over uh, the route drivers and I will try to continue to do my best to um, be a a good Christian witness as I'm doing my job and uh, trying to uh, hopefully be able to win people to the Lord, um, but also trying to stay faithful to God um, through through everything that that I'm going to be doing in this new role. Uh, So pray for me in that. So uh, right now, we're going to go ahead and get back into where we left off, oh, uh, I don't know, it seems like months ago, um, the last time we talked about Ephesians chapter 6, as we were going through uh, the spiritual warfare that we all face and putting on the whole armor of God. Uh, but if you'll open your Bibles, if you have them with you, to Ephesians chapter 6, we'll go ahead and get started. So we'll get started by reviewing a few of the verses that we've read in the past, starting in verse number 10, where uh, the Apostle Paul writes, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we'll stop there at the end of uh, verse number 12. So uh, we're going to talk, uh, continue talking about the spiritual battle that we're in. We're going to continue discussing the spiritual battle that we face every single day um, as we go to work, um, as we uh, try to lead our families, um, just every aspect of our life. Uh, there's always going to be battles that we have to face. And we need to understand that this is not a physical battle. But it does often come at us in a physical way. Uh, We need to recognize ultimately that the devil is not concerned with breaking us down physically. His goal is to weaken us so that we break down spiritually out of fear of what comes next. Uh, The people that inflict the damage, the physical damage to us um, out in these these, uh, spiritual battles, um, these people are, are merely, they're just tools of Satan to try to break us spiritually until we turn our backs on God. So we need to we need to recognize that that we're going to be facing things that are going to affect us physically, affect our lifestyle, affect um, sometimes the money we make, uh, affect our job security, um, uh, and whatever else that the 
you know, the things that we look at every day that we feel like, you know, we need to provide for our families and we feel like those things are at risk. Um, those are all physical things that uh, Satan is going to ta- attack us in. But as I said, it, it isn't about um, having us lose out physically as much as it is about creating fear in our lives and and causing us to doubt God and and to break us down spiritually so that we um, eventually turn our backs on God spiritually. So, and when we do that, it, it'll come in many ways. Uh, when we're turning on our, our backs on God, is is where we find ourselves um, choosing to remain silent about our faith in certain situations, or we choose to talk like the lost people around us uh, just to fit in at work. Or we choose dishonesty to get out of uh, difficult situations. Um, Like perhaps you do something um, at work and uh, you damage something and you you choose to come up with an excuse or blame someone else uh, for what happened rather than than owning up to it and being honest and uh, finding how you can learn from a situation and do it the correct way the next time. You try to pass blame onto others. You know, these are the ways that um, that fear causes us to do things that puts us in a situation to where we're not living for the Lord in our actions and we have to watch out for it. It's, it's easy to uh, come up with a story or blame someone else um, because it gets us out of, uh, of difficulty and removes the, the uh, accountability um, for us from from a situation so we, we we need to watch out and that that's probably a pretty common thing is to just choose to uh lie about a situation to get out of it when the best thing even if it does come with some sort of uh uh, discipline. The best thing is to be honest, upfront, and and not try to hide hide things. Or if we're turning our backs on God, we we choose to deny Christ as our Lord. Um, look at what happened. If you flip over to uh, the book of Luke, in chapter twenty-two, here's um, one telling of what happened to uh, Peter after Jesus was was detained and taken away for trial. Um, Luke twenty-two, starting in verse fifty-four. We see here an instance where even Peter, someone who had just recently uh, vowed um, his his support for Christ, his that he he was always going to be by his side, that he would never never turn his back. And this is what happened as Jesus was taken away. In verse fifty four, it says, "Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off." And when they had kindled the fire in the midst of the hall, and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire, and earnestly looked upon him, and said, This man was also with him, talking about uh, saying that Peter was with Jesus. And he, in, the, in his response in verse 57, says, and he, deni- and he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of an hour after after another uh, confidently affirmed saying of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he spake, the cock crew. 
And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept, wept bitterly. And so we have there an, an incidence where even Peter, one of his most uh, his strongest um, uh, allies, his strongest followers, a very vocal follower of Jesus, um, who vowed to follow him no matter what, and, and knew that there was no place else to turn and that Jesus was the Son of God or is the Son of God. Even Peter denied knowing Jesus. In one of the other accounts in the gospel, it uh, mentions how, how Peter even even cursed um, cursed about uh, to, to show the, uh, the people that he was not with Jesus. And that was all, all out of fear. Peter was afraid. Uh, everything going on around him, he saw his Lord and Savior uh, taken away and about to be tried, and he didn't know, you know, what was going to happen next. That fear caused him to to, to start doubting um, what he believed, start doubting um, who Jesus really was, and and ultimately caused him to de- deny the Lord in front of those that were accusing him. And it can happen to any of us if we're not uh, covered with the full armor of God. It can happen to any of us at any time, and we have to watch out for it. We have many examples throughout history of people that, that wore the armor of God and overcame the attacks. Much more violent attacks than most of us are ever going to face in our lives. Right now, in in the time period we're, we're in, um, living out your faith could cause you trouble at work. It may cause people to... Uh, make fun of you, um, mock you. It might it might even cause some sort of discipline at work if they think you're sharing the gospel too much. Um, and, and it could cause some hardships in that way, some weird feelings, um, things like that. But, but those of us, especially in the United States, don't face the attacks that people um, still face in a lot of places around the world and that people have faced throughout history um, that were bold enough to to do the right thing, to face uh, the most uh, violent tortures um, imaginable, just to to uh, affirm their faith in Christ and show that Jesus is the one true God, that Jesus was is the ultimate sacrifice and and the reason that we can have fellowship with with God the Father, and those people have paved the way for us to have the freedoms that we have now. Those people often died for the faith that sometimes we take for granted what they've done and cower over the littlest things. And, and so we're going to look at, at some of these, some of these people. Um, I wanted to discuss some of the people, um, as an encouragement for us as we face tough choices, because our choices, though, um, uncomfortable are not nearly as uncomfortable as, as the choices that people who came before us have faced throughout history. And so I wanted to look at some of those and uh, I'm going to start the, the first one tonight. The first person that I wanted to discuss uh, today in this in this podcast um, regarding those who have come before us in the faith that have lived um, uh, in in the harshest of circumstances is a young Christian. Um, uh, it says a young Christian maiden, so is a young woman named Eulalia. I'll try to pronounce it Eulalia, and. Uh, 
she was from uh, the southern Spain in the year 302 AD. And I'm going to go ahead and just actually read uh, most of this from um, a book that uh, that, that covers um, hundreds and hundreds of stories of people throughout the centuries that have remained faithful in the harshest of circumstances. And the book is called Martyr's Mirror. If you ever uh, look for it, it's a, it's a big, thick book, but it's, a, it's an interesting read. Um, but I wanted to read this. This is uh, accounts um, that have been taken from history, um, and they've been taken from actual uh, public records um, within, within uh, you know, government records, as well as uh, pu- a personal testimony of those that witnessed the events. And so I'm going to go ahead and just start reading about this young maiden, Eulalilia. Um, and, and I'll start here. It says, at this time, and that's in uh, 302 AD, there was a Christian maiden called Eulalilia not more than 12 or 13 years old, who was filled with such a desire and or and ardor of the Spirit to die for the name of Christ. So at that time, there was a great persecution going on in Spain for followers of Christ, and her parents um, knew her, her desire to serve God and to follow Christ, and that she was at great risk. And, and they, they took and, and uh, tried to get her out of the city, of uh, at that time it was called Merida to some distant country seat and closely confine her there to keep her safe. But this place could not extinguish the fire of her spirit. It says a, a, a long, uh, a long confine of of her, so keeping her separate from uh, being captured. Um, she she escaped on a certain night and she went very early fall, fall, the following day before the tribunal. So she was brought before the tribunal, and um, that's where she first came uh, before those that were going to uh, judge her for her faith. And with a loud voice, she said to the judge and the whole ma- magistracy, she said, Are you not ashamed to cast your own souls and those of others at once into eternal perdition by denying the one, the one and only true God, the Father of us all, and the Creator of all things? O ye wretched man, do you seek the Christians that ye may put them to death? Behold, here am I, an adversary of your satanical sacrifices. I confess with heart and mouth God alone, but Isis, Apollo, and Venus are all vain idols. And so uh, here she is, this person, she's only uh, 12 or 13 years old, boldly confronting those that are uh, wreaking havoc on the church and, and sending people to prison for their faith in Christ. And not only is she bold about who Christ is, who the one true God is, but she's also uh, calling out the the, the false idols um, that they worship there at this time, um, the idols, idols of Isis, Apollo, and Venus. Um, so you see the, the boldness and the bravery that she had knowing what she faced um, compared to the, the, the sometimes uh, lack of bravery that we have, just, uh, just being willing to share Christ with a co-worker or, um, you know, uh, being honest about, about our faith. But it continues on. The judge before whose tribunal 
um, Eulalia spoke thus boldly, was filled with rage and called the executioner, commanding him to take her away speedily, strip her, and inflict various punishments on her, so that she, said he, may feel the gods of our fathers through the punishment, and many and may le- learn, uh, sorry, and may learn that it will be hard for her to to despise the command of our prince, who was uh, a man at that time in Spain named uh, Maximian. And it continues, But before he allowed matters to proceed so far, he addressed her with these soft words. So here he, the uh, uh, the judge uh, in the tribunal was was going to use soft words to try to get her to change her testimony uh, for Christ. So he said, How gladly would I spare thee, O oh, that thou mightest renounce before thy death thy perverse views on the Christian religion. Reflect once what great joy awaits thee, which thou mayest expect in the honorable state of matrimony. Behold, all thy friends weep for thee, and thy sorrow-stricken, well-born kindness sigh over thee, that thou art to die in the tender bloom of thy young life. See, the servants stand ready to torture thee to death with all sorts of torments, for thou shalt either be beheaded with the sword or torn by the wild beast, or singed with torches, which will cause thee to howl and wail, because thou wilt not be able to endure the pain, or lastly be burned with fire. Thou canst escape all these tortures with little trouble, if thou wilt only take a few grains of salt and incense on the lips of thy fingers and sacrifice it. Daughter, consent to this, and thou shalt thereby escape all these severe punishments." And so there you have the judge pleading with her to uh, to deny Christ, to deny the Christian faith, um, to spare her life, and and promising her that if she does this thing, she'll have a she'll have a a, a good life, you know, be able to experience a, a full life uh, of matrimony, you know, uh, uh, raising a family, and and um, and not having to go through all this pain and suffering, and all she had to do was to deny Jesus and offer a sacrifice to their gods. And it goes on. But this faithful martyr did not think it worth the trouble to reply either to the entreating or the threatening words of the judge, but to say in brief, say it briefly, pushed far away from her and upset the images, the altar, censor, sacrifice book. So she um, pushed everything away that he was offering her to, to offer that sacrifice. Instantly, two executioners came forward who tore her tender limbs and with cutting hooks or claws cut open her sides to the very ribs. Eulalia, counting and recounting the gashes on her body, said, Behold, Lord Jesus Christ, thy name is being written on my body. With great delight it affords me to read these letters, because they are signs of the victory. Behold, my purple blood confesses thy holy name. And it goes on a little bit further, um, uh, in a little bit more detail that I'm not going to go into, but um, they did much worse to her, and throughout the entire um, ordeal, she never once recanted of her faith in Jesus, and never once uh, turned her back on God. But she she maintained her faith and her testimony before um, all of these people, and and you know there were many witnesses that were that saw the, these events, and people came to know 
Christ because of this testimony. They saw the faith and how she was uh, won this spiritual battle and people were won to the Lord because of her testimony. So that was the story of Eulalia in Spain um, around 302 AD. And hopefully um, it's an encouragement. I know it's a, it's a dark story, but hopefully it's an encouragement to uh, do the right thing through the minor uh, inconveniences and trials that we currently go through. Um, think of these people. Without these people doing what they did for the faith, um, throughout history, uh, we wouldn't have um, you know, the Bibles that we have today. We wouldn't have um, churches that we have today because these people uh, won the spiritual battles and wore the full armor of God. And so I want to encourage us to make sure tomorrow when we go to work, we're putting on that full armor of God and taking on these, uh, these, these things that we fight against, these principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and the, the, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Um, that seem to have power over over us, that uh, can can affect our lives. But knowing that overall, uh, Jesus is the one in control. He's the one that has the real power, and that power is exercised through our faith and the Holy Spirit leading us, and our faith through difficult times and not ever giving in, um, even if it seems like. Uh, we're being punished or we're facing discipline or um, some sort of persecution. Um, the only way we lose is if our testimony is destroyed and we lose the spiritual battle. So uh, that's where I want to encourage us is to um, keep fighting the fight, keep fighting the spiritual fight, knowing that the that all the physical things are temporary, but the spiritual rewards are permanent. Um, and there are things that we can count on. God's promised uh, to be there with us. God has promised to comfort us through um, whatever the world has to hand to us. And we can we can uh, take those promises and know that we have a, a God who is in charge of all things. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, close it up right now. Again, my name is Mike. I'm the Blue Collar Bible Guy. Uh, make sure to uh, like and subscribe the podcast. Um, maybe leave a review. I, I did notice that I have a, a couple reviews now. Um, uh, you know, give give me or give the the podcast a rating on um, whichever whichever. Uh, platform you listen to your podcasts on and share it with your friends. Let people know about the blue collar Bible guy. Um, especially if you're a blue collar worker out there trying to live out your faith while you're doing, uh, the jobs that, uh, sometimes, uh, don't get the recognition that they deserve. Um, I just want to be an encouragement. And, uh, again, if you have a chance, drop a note at bluecollarbibleguy at gmail.com and I would uh, love to answer any questions or read it on the next podcast. Uh, thanks a lot and we'll see you next time.